We're barbecuing later. I know. Andy. I need food. Are you going to talk like that? Because I, I would love if you did. I would love to talk like this the whole time. What are you talking about? Talk like that. Because occasionally... You don't. Um, now, Zach, when you... When you when you say um, when you talk about and, the and, Bible and, like that, and, I so, sometimes and, I can't even hear your voxes. I'm like, why is my vo- I must have messed around with the volume on my phone for at least five minutes. I'm like, what is wrong? I got the speaker on. Why can I not hear him? Then Zach comes in, and I'm like, oh my gosh, Scott is whispering. I you know I think it's y'all. I think y'all are somehow tuning me out. I think you're at work. And you're whispering. <laughs> Am I right? I don't know. You know, you oh, know. I'm probably let, right. Let me, let, 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 yeah. what, what word was that just now, Scott? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that had at right. least four syllables. So this is a this is a problem I'm facing. I don't know what my actual real voice is. Like, can what? you hear yourself in the headphones? Yes. There it is. Yeah, but but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a sound check. How <laughs> mm. <laughs> very funny, Jake. Um, so yes, I don't know what I sound like technically, but I know I don't know what my real voice coming out should be, so I can hear coming back. But is that what my normal voice is? So I think I tend to be loud, so I kind of compensate uh, to go lower. I think it depends on what you're talking about, which fascinates me. I I change all, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. You have the, a, oh, thank you. I'm a fascinating guy. You no, you, <laughs> you have the you morph into wherever oh, triple wherever threat you're at. guy. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Scott or Scott or Scott? Who knows? Scott whisper mode. Guys, I'm just I'm just glad to be here. Thanks for having me on. There's pinning you down, Scott. He pins you down. Oh, I, I, yeah, I, I do get to be a little more forceful there. But then I then to... there's passive aggressive, Scott. Yeah, sure, like, that's a way to do it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Jeff, I really, you know, it's a good, might be good opinion for you. Um, yeah, some people think that but, way. But um, then there's casual, Scott McDonald, McDonald. <laughs> oh, I went to Cole today. Oh, Cole. <laughs> Because he's got time for the end of words, <laughs> right? That's a. It could be efficient, Scott, too. Hey, mm-hmm. I went to McDonald. He was in a hurry. Never ever pronounced the D or the S. No, don't got time for that at the end. Hey, mm-hmm. did you and I didn't get asked? You, Andy's sitting here, and Jeff. Why is Andy here? I didn't know he was coming. Andy, Who's did, weren't you the one bitching about Andy showing up and Whoa. you didn't know about it before? <laughs> Andy's here. Here comes Andy. Hey, how long have you been here? <laughs> Andy just took off his sunglasses, and Jeff can see him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like Clark Kent glasses. <laughs> Who's that guy? That or that kid from uh, the Adam Sandler movie. Daddy? Daddy's boy? What was that movie? The kid had sunglasses that he put oh, on. right. Could, so he could feel invisible. Front cover is them pissing on the wall. Big Daddy. Big Daddy. Mm, yep. yeah. Big Daddy's boy. Mine's not mm. detachable. There you go. All right, Andy's got the board, so <laughs> this is dangerous. Yeah. We're right. In... Speaking about poo, I think there are more pages. <laughs> you know, it's interesting you say that, Jeff. I had a dream. 
Wait, where's my beer? <laughs> there, there it is. <laughs> this one, this one's gonna take okay. a pint to tell. You know, Andy, actually switch uh, switch the board over to the music. Okay. And hit the bros theme, and let's uh, start this proper. Let's do this. Are we um? Are we gonna drink every time the word poo comes up? Mm. I just did. You just you just poo? What? what, what That's what, an association what? I'm not comfortable with. Mm. It just depends on the type. Yeah, it depends on if you have to go. No, really the bad. type of. I meant the type of poo. Oh, not the type of drink. I know people who just hate that word. Oh, he hit the instrumental version. That's oh, good. My bros and beer. Come on, Jeff, sing it. Whoa. Friends are all here. Oh, wow. Bros, Bibles, and beer. Bros, Bibles, and beer. Whoa, Andy's bringing the baritone. Bros, Bibles, and beer. I'm outdone. Friends are all here. Bros, and beer. Let's watch The Office. Guys, so, I almost forgot the uh, lyrics to our <laughs> opening song. It's because we always add it in post. Well, I add it in post. But, okay. Now so, that you say it, I see the word instrumental there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what that means. Doesn't mean instruments. We'll, we'll edit that out. Yeah, Instrumental. It was done with instruments, right? This that's be instant classic. All right. So, I had a dream the other night, and I'm... I'm in a house slash place. I can't tell if it's, it's like, it's a commercial place, but it's a house. It's one of those things where your memories of the dream are a little fuzzy, but I know there were a lot of people I didn't recognize. I had to go to the bathroom bad, like number two bad. Mm. And I'm looking, I'm going down hallways. All the doors are closed. I I don't know where the bathroom is, but I'm just trying doors. Some doors, for some reason, I could tell that there was... Somebody was a hoarder in that room, and there was tons of junk. Couldn't open the door. I'd hear muffled voices behind other doors. Hmm. And increasingly, my bowels were telling me in this dream, you have got to find a bathroom now. Now, Zach. The hallway is just huge. Just going down it, passing strangers, people hanging out. And then, like, slowly, you know that when you're in a dream and you can almost, you're still dreaming but it dawns on you, you're dreaming. And you're like, oh, I'm dreaming. Mm-hmm. And then I slowly, it's like a slow crossfade into reality. And I'm sort of waking up, but the need to poop is not fading <laughs> with my dream. <laughs> and you're thinking, man. And then there's like a moment where I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to crap the bed. And, oh man is this a chicken or a turd moment which came first <laughs> the poop in your dream or in real life oh my gosh the first time i heard this i just thought about it all day it long was the and i real thought life. never ever have i ever needed to go poo in the middle of the the night no, but that's called lucid dreaming though I think is what you loose lucid, lucid. where you're able where you're able to yeah you can yeah I almost I almost had lucid stools um, hey guys that's a dad pun uh, no but I nocturnal it was like it dawned on me and then I'm thinking about it and I went to the bathroom that was close what and I thought what if in my dream I found a bathroom mm. 
I think I think Lisa would have had some Whoa. visitors. Uh, oh my! I think goodness. we both would have had visitors. Can you imagine? Like, I can. What do you mean pl- visitors? Yeah, how would you like, blame? How would you somehow blame it on her? Like, I just, wouldn't. I would <laughs> say she'd be greeted by extra warmth in the bed. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 there's something. That's a there's several some... use of the word greeting. <laughs> yeah, like, baby, baby. Someone pooped the bed. I know it wasn't me. Look, I am the resident. I'm not liberal. blaming anybody, but look, I just I know it wasn't me. Let's not point fingers. That's not the point right now. We the point to... is we can learn from this. We... No, we, I think we, we can. we got to clean this up. Uh, Segway. I think we can. When I first met my wife, Tanya, she had a dream book. And every time she would, she remembers her dream so vividly. And then she would go and look at the dream book. Like, what does it mean? So uh, I need to contact her and find out, you know, because I don't really see her that much. Well, Scott um, did some research. <laughs> and find yeah. out. Does dreaming about needing to poo and the fact that like the people you're seeing or against the walls, like it's psychological, like I hear somebody, but I don't know who it is. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, I need, I need. There's junk behind doors. But I didn't perceive it as my junk. Mm. So that's my way of getting out of this means something for me. It probably doesn't. It probably was just I had to poop. I'm locked in. Or maybe it does. I don't know. Scott did some research on the fly. When I shared that story, and I don't know what it was, something wait, first, about... Wait, first of all, before yeah. Scott speaks, when's the last time you need to go poo in the middle of the night, Andy? He's pointing... Okay. Never. Never. No. Uh, we, we'll skip you, Zach. Uh, Scott? Obviously, it was just a couple weeks ago. Scott? It's been a lo- really long time. But since... you have. Uh, in, every once in a while, you know, probably every couple of years, I might have to poo in the middle of the night. Okay. Like you, Very like, rarely. Like, you wake, wake yourself up from sleep. Maybe, maybe in my life, maybe, maybe a couple times. Maybe, maybe. What's interesting? First time this last weekend. That happened to you? I kid you not. Like I, not the dream, but just waking up and being like, you know, usually I just I go number number one. I shit you not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Zach, was this the first time for you? No, but it's been a while. Yeah, I mean, oh, my body's on a fairly consistent schedule in terms of uh, that. But you've never had nocturnal emissions in the middle of the night. Nocturnal buddy emissions is what he means. Um, not buddy emissions, no. <laughs> buddy emissions. If you're uh, if you're listening, uh, feel free to laugh. <laughs> there is the stammer. Get ready for the stammer, the Scott stammer, the, or uh, 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 the other one. Reap dividends anytime somebody mi- mistakes up top. I think. All right, give me a second. I got to. Uh... I got to connect it yeah, here real quick. Here. I'll take it in the back end. There, no, that's not it. <laughs> nope, wrong Boy. one. Okay. Boy. Wait. It's kind of on topic. <laughs> yeah. I, interestingly enough, most of these work for the topic, so it's good. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We are stupid. on fire. We're... <laughs> so, I mean, most of our, our uh, soundboard works for poop stuff, which is kind of coincidence. <laughs> Yeah. Now, now, before we move on from this, um, what's the Christian response? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's interesting that you had this happen a couple of weeks ago, a week ago. Yeah. And then afterwards, you had this happen, and you uh, and you've never. But had... I didn't have a dream. I just you know you wake up and you have to go to the bathroom. But this, I'm it like, doesn't Wait, matter. Whoa, I think Zach's patient here? zero. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Patient zero. Yeah, I incepted you. Sympa- <laughs> Seriously, sympathetic bowel obstruction. I incepted you. 
<laughs> Scott, what did you find out? And now a word from Scott about bowel movements in the evening. Um, Mine's not oh detachable. We can move on anytime. If, um, yeah. So according to the internet. <clears throat> Thank you, Scott. Right. <laughs> and that was one second from Scott. No, you did look this stuff up. Yeah. So poo, uh, uh, dreams about having to poo uh, can mean that there could be potentially can be could be general, potentially um, that there's something in your life that you haven't cleaned out. You yeah, you want to get rid of, but you can't. Um, and, and then. Not either not being able to find the bathroom or not being able to get into the bathroom could mean that you're you're uh you're the people that you normally talk to for some reason aren't there for you or are not receptive to what you're saying or blocked you out and so i I was just saying to Zach, "Hey, look, you know we're always here for you. I know I may be a jerk sometimes we're always here for your poo. um but you can dump on me anytime you want." <laughs> Come on. I feel like you could actually work a room because that's so general. Like, I'm a psychic. I'm a, you know. Yeah. I, I, I just, is there I, someone with yeah. the first name? Yeah. Oh, J, J, uh, J, Has anyone been struggling with a, a decision they need to make? Yeah. Anybody ever needed <laughs> yeah. to, anybody ever needed to poo at all? Anyone. <laughs> you ever needed to find the bathroom and just can't? Have for you some reason, struggled to find a bathroom. Has anybody ever slept here? Do you have any sleepers in the audience? Okay, sleepers. Good. Wow, he's really speaking to me. How does he really he nailed it. How does he know? That's, he knows it. The Lord tells him that. <laughs> My uh, grandma poops know what in the to middle believe. of the night. <laughs> okay, uh, I actually do have a serious, serious topic, and I, I this question I threw out. I don't know. I don't think you heard it, but. And the question of like, what are you chasing, and is God in it with you? And and I honestly, I thought I don't know if anybody's gonna be able to answer this question, you know, right now. But just the idea of what we're chasing, or or are you, Scott? Are you chasing anything in life, and is God in it with you? Um. Yes and no. I mean, so yes, I am chasing things. And some things God are in and some things God's not in. God aren't in. False. God's in everything. Who is God's children? Moving on. Andy. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding, Scott. I affirm you. Okay, I guess we'll come back to that, Andy. What are you saying? Yeah, so... uh, Like, just talking today about, you know, maybe, potentially, maybe, in general... Uh, so I, you know, that I talk like that, so I can't hold myself. Gotcha. I don't have to hold myself to anything, you know, to be accountable. You know, maybe working out some more, exercising. You know, you know, getting off my butt every once in a while. Um, you know, God's not necessarily in that. Because hmm. um, it's more of a aesthetic thing for you, as opposed to like taking care of your body. Well, it's just it, it's. Not 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 because it's an aesthetic thing, but it's right. just God's not ne- God's not necessarily in things like that. He could be, right? Um, but not necessarily. I, I I I'm not like praying God, give me a six pack. Mm. My wife's praying that for me. I keep telling her <clears> that's <throat> not going to happen. 
Yeah, it didn't take a miracle. Never had a six pack. So you definitely need God in that one. Yeah. Okay. But God's not necessarily in that with you. Right. Right. Um, yeah. So, but other things like, hey, maybe I'm thinking about moving to another state. That could be a decision I might want to run by God. Hmm. How would you run that by God? Um, I wouldn't be running, first of all, so it's not literal. Oh, it's a two for one. Yeah. <laughs> um, You're exercising and <laughs> but well, but it'd be yeah, yeah just uh, you know God is this something that I should do or should I stay here? Um, what are some other considerations? Um, I do like that about uh, the asking. Yeah, but yeah. what what happens next then? So is that are you praying? Well, yeah, yes. <laughs> I didn't know if that was any of your question. No, no, it, it kind of is. I'm, I'm trying to understand because I think a lot of people will, will say that and maybe it's, I internalized some things for a little while and um, I didn't feel any personal emotion, emotional uh, backup. So, yeah, I'll keep going with this. Yeah, and, and I don't think there's, I don't think there's any, necessarily anything wrong with that approach. Um, it, it could be something where it's like, I'm doing this and God, I, I want guidance. So, I mean, tell me, no, this seems like the right yeah. thing to do based upon, you know, financially, uh, maybe I can be closer to outdoors, outdoorsy stuff. Do you get, um, have a get change of scenery? Nose? Sorry. Do you get, uh, not, no, no. What does the no look like? Um, a poop dream. <laughs> <laughs> Crapped all over that. Yeah. It feels like a definite maybe. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it could probably be described as a feeling, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it in the category of feeling. Um, okay. Can I just be similar to what you would feel with a feeling, but it's not a feeling like coming from my emotions, hopefully. So there's, there's always a degree of uncertainty um, with me because I I'm not uh, I don't I don't know for certain what God's voice is mm. um, I, I I this is no sign or nothing like God's well, actually speaking to you like internally you're like I hear you well there could be but not, not have you cr- ever has there um, ever been have you ever had a, a decision or a moment where you had clarity in that God is talking. Actually, I think we went back, and you're like, I, I think, don't know if I. God's so I would say I think so. I think so. Okay. Um, I could have sworn we went like way back in a podcast. You're like, I don't think I've heard God literally like talk to me. Not so. So not audibly, but if you're like talk, if you're saying like just clearly. Um, what's the difference? I don't. I don't know what clearly means. I don't think anybody's heard God speak to them. <clears throat> oh, so I would disagree with that. <laughs> because... I'm going to disagree. <laughs> no, go ahead and finish your thought. Yeah. We can come back to it. Um, I'm 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 speaking more from just my, for just from me because I, I'm not the best at being consistent with seeking God's guidance. Um, I'm kind of lazy, mentally, physically, spiritually lazy. Um, question on that do you feel that Scott do you feel that 
if you are consistent in your inconsistency of not seeking God or or um, not being uh, diligent in that respect, um, we're throwing glasses. That was impressive. Wow. You can tell I'm trying to do two things at once because yeah, right. my normal below average communication skills go to poor. <laughs> Apologies, everybody out there. It's, we're having our own beer fest. <laughs> throwing ice and pouring Jameson now. Well, wait till I throw this glass full of Jameson. <laughs> oh, got it backwards. Dang it. Actually, I could, uh, we could split. There's some spillage there. Let's throw a couple of these cubes in that glass. I just need a, a couple cubes. Well, I, this may connect, but there's a, a pastor who he said, uh, if we, we spend too much time worrying about making the right decision, he thinks that if people would just allow the Holy Spirit to lead them completely, they would be better off. And so I guess it goes back to, Scott, are you letting, are all of us, are we letting the Holy Spirit lead us? Or are there things where we're chasing after something that's, negative that god's not in it with us on on like in the same vein but it's the question i was gonna ask scott go ahead um and i think it ties in I'll allow it. when you feel like you're not you normally don't see god in that type of way do you think um maybe it, when you do it might be harder to hear from god or maybe god will, will withhold withholds the wrong word maybe or maybe that's the right word is is there a little give and take where well i haven't been doing this so if i try now it's not going to happen for me. Yeah, there's a combination there. Um, I, I think we should be seeking God all the time. So not not like, hey, God, should I get out of bed today? That, not not like that. God, should I go to work today? That, that I think that would be, that's not, wouldn't be a biblical category of seeking God. Um, but there are decisions that we face that I, we should. I mean, if, if we if we are seeking to be led by the Holy Spirit, um, our lives should not belong to us anymore. They belong to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we we're gonna up uproot our lives somehow, uh, we sh- yeah we should we should seek counsel from God from the Holy Spirit. Uh, Do you think at times that you have heard clear or some? better clarity that you've feel like your what your aforementioned statement there do you think you're following uh more closely and praying and being more diligent about things or whatever it is that gets you closer to god you think you were in that moment Uh, does that make sense yeah so i I, so i think right now there is that question is for both of you guys too yeah so so i think right now there there is I, i think i have been doing that to a certain degree so i think being at my church my congregation i i i feel like god was telling me to go back there because i you know i left went to the military uh, and then i and then i uh, um and so to answer andy's question like what is what's the difference between clear and audible it was a, a very strong desire that i had to go back to my congregation and then i have i have a a strong, let's say, conviction to stay there currently uh, until, but I also have a desire right now to move. So I'm, I, from what I gather from that is I, I should stay with my congregation now. Um, but then at there, there soon there's going to be the right time. Yeah. To when the second trumpet sounds. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, to that I where I can like I kind of like I'll be released from that, um, in in do something else. Yeah. So I, it's so how are you able to? Um, well, what you described there was basically you kind of had two conflicting feelings, right? Well, they're not necessarily conflicting. They could be more prep, like the like I have the current one to stay at my congregation, and then one one that's saying I, like a, a desire to move. So that could be like a preparatory. Zach, cue the clash. Should I stay or should I go? <laughs> you got right. the board, if right? I, if I go, there's gonna so, be so trouble. Not, so not. <laughs> but if, oh, Jeff! Pop culture. But if I stay, the most spoken word possible. Yeah, if I stay, yeah. gonna be trouble. <laughs> well, wait. I thought if I was stay, it could be double. Wait. Yeah. Anyway, good okay. job. Uh, so yeah, so not necessarily conflicting, but um, but how the, because of the time, the time spectrum. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I think uh, the yeah. way the way you're describing the um, the way you're describing your convictions and feelings, it, you you made two different distinctions there, but I think that's what a lot of people talk about when they say they heard from God. Is they're hearing their convictions? That's kind of why I said nobody actually hears from God. I'm being, I'm, I'm harnessing my inner Jamal Javanji, saying something shocking, mm-hmm. and then hopefully I can lay it out. Um, and I've never thought about this that in that way before, so I'm doing this on the fly. But I think a lot of people would interpret what you went through in terms of coming out of the army, feeling like you needed to go back, as God told me to come back here. A lot of people do that when it's really that just a conviction. It might be their conscience. It might be what they want to do. And I and so I think God, if and when God speaks, and I have to say if because of my own wishy-washy nature, um, when, he, when he speaks or she, um, it's, it's always filtered through our personal experiences, our, the culture we're raised in, our uh, emotion and intuition, we never, I don't think it's possible for us to receive a download from the divine, as it were, in a completely unadulterated manner. Now, I have to say that's possible. Some of the Bible stories are written that way, but I tend to think it is strong convictions. And when you're, when you're closer to the thread of ultimate love or ultimate divineness, however you want to say that, that's when it, there's the most clarity. So if, does that if, make any sense? Yes. If the if the Bible stories are written that way, from what you understand, um, why would you have a different view? Oh, because I believe that the the Bible <clears throat> writers are are never writing absent their own personal experiences and cultural context. So, and so, but then why likewise, would you we, be able to? Why would you be able to come to a conclusion that's different from them? If you yourself are are part of that adulterated idea, so that's just an opinion. I don't know if that word works with that sentence. But. There that they, so that the apostles were contemporaries of Jesus, except for, you know, Paul, who never met Jesus while Jesus was incarnate, but met him on the road, you know, afterwards, the road to Emmaus afterwards. So they they were discipled by Jesus. They were given the authority to. He's getting his love voice. <laughs> they, 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 they were they were given um, authority to establish. This is when he's loading his verbal crossbow. <laughs> That's it. Established doctrine, uh, and and they have 
they have stories that where they were led by the Holy Spirit. Um, Holy Spirit. That there was that God that God was guiding them. That they were they told us to seek that guidance. To be seek led, his guidance. <laughs> that uh, to be to be uh, to seek really to be into that. to seek to be led by the Holy Spirit. Um. So to, for for me personally to come to a conclusion, I like it that's contrary to what they told us. Getting to the point. Um, it would just it, for me it would be odd. I would hope that I wouldn't engage in that. Like, well, God doesn't really speak to people because we we have a, a bias towards something. Uh, uh, no, they're setting two things against each other with, that I don't want to do. So if I did that, I repent, Scott. What it is, is I, I think people, it's all the same data. People are interpreting it differently. And there's there's a way and a lens to interpret you heard from God bringing you back to your congregation. That That is a motif that people would look through that you're not because you don't trust your feelings. And I so, try not to. Right. But I think a lot of times the feelings are where God speaks and it doesn't mean you go with that wholeheartedly, but it's part of the equation. There's never like a complete separation between between what you're feeling and it, it's all part of this big package. Like you, Scott, grew up in a certain environment. You believe certain things about God because of what you were given, some new things you found, and it's all getting filtered through that. So basically, people's conscience, it, it's kind of like... That's where God speaks. It's like what, and and it's always filtered through your lens. So it's, it's when that. Therefore, when somebody says, "I heard from God X Y Z," and then later on you find it's out as wrong, it's because they're they had a heavy lens yeah. of of filter see, it was going I, I, through. I see. I think I think that God. Can, These are just my feelings. I think that God can speak to someone Wait, with what? a holy. New, I just woke up. <laughs> with a holy new thing that that person has never heard. Jeff just woke up. I think that's possible. No, well, I mean, <laughs> but it, that's contrary to what you just said. I think it is impossible. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, because well, because you're saying that they're that they're they're that God speaking to us is bound by our feelings somehow. No, it's always no, filtered he, through. That it's filtered through your experience, your culture. Everything is part well, of but this. What equation. does that say about God speaking to us? Then does God speak to us or not? It means that God is uh, the the way we hear from God is a more uh, organic human pr- process. I think it's you, yeah. we think. it's unique. It's I think it's unique to everybody. It's like someone telling their story of how things. Oh, if you do X, Y, and Z, then you know this is how my experience worked out. And so then I give you the X, Y, and Z. That's not going to work yeah, for you. Kind of, how we hear kind of each dancing other. Around. So, so I I'm saying that God speaks to people. Mm-hmm. Zach Ward, are you saying that God, like? doesn't speak to people or does speak to people like what what got like there's guidance of the holy spirit what yes but it's a more integrated process than uh than, oh. it's oh. it's less like there is a, a dude telling us specific yeah. information and it's more it's it's like a, an example of this is in, when paul and i know we're about to violate are we going to violate the bylaws uh, of this podcast, uh, I actually Jeff. think yes, we are in if bylaws two point a because we were supposed to be talking a. about we were supposed it. to be talking about faith and boredom By today. Okay, okay, we'll we'll circle back. Uh, Paul in in First Corinthians, Paul is I think it's First Corinthians. Paul is certain that Christ is coming back in their lifetime. There's a lot of and and there's a shift by Second Corinthians. It's more of like well, if you're gonna 
you know, maybe I will, because I think, well, that was not a complete sentence. <laughs> I realize it wasn't, and I would also like to mention that in our bylaws, we can only reference scripture four times. So you just use one of them. I think Scott used at least seven. So we're broken we're law. Well it's like, that. you know what? It's anarchy. Go ahead. So Zach, I, Go ahead, I, Zach. I, Wait, no, no, Zach. I agree. I agree Complete with your you that there are things that, yeah, that God speaks to us in our current situation. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong. But it's like when I'm talking, it's, it seems like you're just uh, saying that what I'm saying is doesn't happen. Well, is it? That, that's what I'm kind of. It's is a it, different interpretation. Is it helpful to not get hung up on the word "speaks"? Because I don't think that that's necessarily what you're saying. Zane. Right. I don't put words in. Because I grew up always thinking oh, always when do. I heard people say, "God, oh God, told me this," and then and and I'd be like, "What does that mean? That doesn't. That's not how I experience it." And then when you talk to them, usually it's like, "Well, I just had this really strong sense that I should do this," but the way they interpret it is. God spoke. Sure. So I'm saying that's a possibility for you. You might have been hearing from God in all your convictions, well, Scott. I, when, you're you're well, ignoring it. Well, I guess. No, I don't, Is I don't, the worry I don't that it won't be the, the right decision? I don't take the word speak um, as as a literal, like like Andy's question, like an audible voice. I, I, don't, I don't necessarily interpret when God speaks to us today as that. There are times, so in the Old Testament, God spoke to Moses, he spoke to the nation of Israel, he spoke spoke to Adam and Eve, Did, those were uh, literal, audible utterances of God. But that's not, I don't, yeah. I don't think that that's the norm today. So that's where I, w- I would say that, that's where we're different. And then I will relinquish different, wait, this. Different how? Wait, different how? Is that, as I'm going to finish this thought, hopefully it answers your question. Um, the, I, the way life happens now and the way God is working now, I don't think... I have a hunch personally that it's kind of how life has, has gone and progressed. It, God didn't change the way he acts, the way he speaks, the way he moves, the way he, um, the way he works. And so going now, I understand that's tricky when you're reading the Bible and, but I definitely don't. Well, no, it's Look, tricky because I'm not, I'm not sure what you're saying. So are you saying that God didn't speak to them audibly I'm back then? I'm saying life, the way we experience life now and the way God is working now, however we can define that, which I know is kind of loosey-goosey, is the way God has always worked. It, it hasn't changed. So did changed. God speak to them audibly back? Did God speak to Moses audibly? Did well, how, he speak to how the how nation we, of Israel how do we, audibly? How do we act through... Um, I'm open to the fact that it, it was like how God gets things done now. That's just an opinion of mine. Wait, you're, but you're, but you're saying I'm not that, taking away your opinion of scripture. But you're saying that God speaks you're saying through that numbers. You're, you're looking. To me. You're looking at today. Number eleven. You're looking at today and saying, okay, well, if long. God doesn't change and this is how He works today, then He couldn't have done this back then. And I, I don't think that that's the the right way. I think it's to a possibility look at it because even even in Hebrews, He said in former times God spoke to us. Hebrews one one, I think. Um, he, he spoke three. to us through his prophets. In the la- in these last days, he's spoken to us through his son Jesus. So mm-hmm. even that's a change where he sends prophets out, but now he comes himself to speak to us. So I, I don't I don't I don't think it's it's a good hermeneutic to go. Well, uh, mm, because God doesn't speak because God doesn't speak to us audibly today. Therefore, he could not have spoken to people audibly back then. All right. It's not a good hermeneutic. That's a great, you know what? That's a great segue. 
Christians on a wild juice juice case. <laughs> Christians on a wild goose chase. Performance enhancing drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Let's talk about softball leagues. Let's put some of that God cream on me. You seen that guy hitting balls the other day? They don't look real. So, and they come from Jesus. I'm sure. I'm sure this somehow this conversation is going to come back full circle, but. I, I was jacking triples. <laughs> I, I can't even remember what I was looking up, but um, the Celtic Christian, so Christians on a Wild Goose Chase, it was written by a pastor and author, Mark Batterson. Now, this could be this year. It could be five years ago. I'm not exactly sure, but I, I found it on CBN. And I, Will you do me a favor and copy the link and just yeah, send it to me and I'll yeah, throw it in the show notes? Yeah. So it says um, Celtic Christians had an interesting term for the Holy Spirit. They called it uh, Gidglas. Is it Celtic? <laughs> Celtic, Celtic, hey. C-E-L-T-I-C. Um, Celtic. Or the wild goose chase. They were onto something for the Holy Spirit. Is something that cannot be tracked or tamed. So Mark Batterson, he wrote this book, and he said, Christians spend too much time worrying about making the right decisions. He thinks that if people would just allow the Holy Spirit to lead them completely... They would be better off. And then this was an interview that was done, and they they were asking him a few questions. But um, the idea of like is, it sounded sacrilegious, like just on a wild goose chase. Like Christianity is just you're out and you know in uncharted territory, and you're on your own almost. Um, but the idea of living a spirit filled life. It is like a wild goose chase. You aren't going to know where you're going most of the time, but that also goes by another name, adventure. So in this, in Mark's experience, he says, take the Holy Spirit out of the equation of your life, and it spells boring. Um, he goes in to, to talk about... What's his biblical reference for that? Does he back that up with scripture? <laughs> I'm sorry, our bylaws do not Scott allow us... Our, our bylaws do not allow us to... Uh, reference scripture most of the time, um, but the he was asked the question: Can people live by faith and be bored? And he said, "I think it is impossible. Faith and boredom are antonyms." A guy named Soren Kierkegaard said that boredom is the root of all evil. That is a profound statement. You have to think about it. I think faith is a small mustard seed of opportunities every I day. That was the love of money. Yeah. Keep going. For example, I'm going to love this person. Am I going to share my faith with this person? Am I going to pray that little prayer? It really is a daily thing where you seize those little mustard seed opportunities and then see what God does. Um, to fast forward, um, he had six things and... Um, he says, um, so, oh, hold on. I'm apolo- apologies. The, uh, uh, yeah, uh, my apologies. <laughs> oh, so he talks about, um, so the, what, what does he talk about? Jim? Yeah, I know. I'm so sorry. I'd like to know what he talks about. There are six cages. You, uh, so he has six cages that people are in in Christianity. It says the cage of guilt is one that we are in and out of all the time. If we aren't careful, we land in that cage of guilt and get so focused on what we have done wrong in the past that we don't have any emotional or spiritual energy to really think about what God has for us in the future. The cage of guilt is a dangerous one because you have to keep coming back to the foot of the cross, confessing your sin, receiving that forgiveness. Then you need to set back out 
on that adventure that God has called us to. He also talks about fear and how uh, the enemy tactics haven't really changed since the Garden of Eden. He wants us to use, or he wants to use guilt to keep us focused in the past. Um, talks about routine. Now, this is actually my favorite one. Routines are normal, natural, healthy things. Most of us take a shower and brush our teeth every day. That is a good routine. Spiritual discipline and routines. Actually, Scott, I think you're going to love this. Um, disciplines and routines. That is a good thing. But once routines become routine, you need to change your routine. Otherwise, you will end up in this place where you are kind of going through the motions spiritually one of the things... Or life is happening to you. One of the things... That's just stupid. He shares Thank in the book you. is a change of pace plus change of place equals change of perspective. Oh, he had a chance for another ace. Change of pace. Yeah, change totally of pace. It would have been perfectly tweetable. Change of space. Plus change of place equals change of perspective is a very equals simple ace thing. of base. Ah. Yeah. Oh. It's a place. simple thing, but in his walk with Christ, I have found, he has found that if he simply changes things up a little bit, go to a different place, or even change his version of the Bible, I looked at Scott, or do things at a different time, it just kind of gives me a fresh, his, he gives him a fresh experience with God. It There's keeps so it much Christianese, my head is going to explode yeah, right now. I've lost the thread a little bit. I, well, I want to go back to guilt. I, yeah, I, I think that I... The idea of faith and boredom, like you've, uh, Andy, you've taken on something new in your life, and that is an overseer at your church. Zach is like on the cusp. We swapped out an old model and turned in for a new one. <laughs> right, Zach, Jeff? Zach's on the cusp of ultra focused. On the cusp of like, am I going to like change? You know the way things are going in life, and like. You know, housing situation. Uh, am I going to be like become a landlord? Am I going to you know Slum open up? A, am I going to open up a a brewery, pu- a brewery, a pub, whatever it might be? And Scott's like, I, I maybe I want to invest. Can maybe I want to leave. Car now? Maybe want to maybe want to go in the. <laughs> maybe, can you move? Seriously, there's all these like, is it yeah. is it that we're wired this way, or is it that God is calling us to be adventurous and and step outside of what's been normal for us and routine and get into something new because that stirs something in, at least for me, I'll speak for myself. It stirs something in me to like take risk, a new risk, just go for things. I feel insecure and anxious about this. Yes, I'm going for that. It's like in all the uncertainty, God 10 years ago said, when I say go, go. And, and when I haven't done that and it's, you know, Scott earlier talking about like hearing and stuff like I don't hear from God when I'm not stepping into things. And then it's like, blah. But to you guys, any of mm-hmm. you, Andy, Zach, Scott, I dreamed about something you could have stepped into. <laughs> <laughs> you're, so, you're such a douche. Nozzle saying that right now. <laughs> oh but, but seriously, we do need a poop. Uh, yeah, I'm looking for the appropriate one. Yeah. Do you guys fall short? Go into it. Gotcha. Do you go into adventure mm-hmm. because you're looking to just kind of something in you is stirring, or you need that change? Is God calling you into it? That's good. I think I can answer all your questions with one response because you you've put a few out today, and they're all good ones. So I think first of all, it shouldn't. I don't believe that it should be separated. Is that in that did God 
externally like influence you or inspire you or is this your own love for adventure that's kind of one of the, the things that you mm-hmm. i'm paraphrasing right. a little bit right yeah. um but can't it be both of those things can't god have put the spirit of adventure inside all of us each of us any of us all right that's one response and, yeah. moving on and in different and in different ways i but, think it's true yeah it, i mean I, can i use a christian word manifest it manifests its way. I, hate, I usually hate that word. I don't but, think that's a Christian word, but well, ooh. it can be. Manifest destiny. I think you mean personifest. It can be. Yes, you're right. Let me uh, walk that back. <laughs> All my Taco Bells manifested a tummy. <laughs> <laughs> Point of clarification. Uh, personifest. That's a. It's a really weird music festival. <laughs> like there's like body art in addition to music. Um. It manifests itself in different ways. Like the desires you have naturally that somebody who doesn't have a Christian or a God lens are looking through. These are passions and desires that are all built in that are different than other people that make you part of, it's part of what makes you who you are. And so from our experience, like that's the stuff you need to step into and not worry yeah. about should you be doing it at, except the only caveat being like, how is this, if you're a Christian, like, how am I loving people through this? Like, can I do this desire and make the world a better place for my family, my neighborhood, my community, city, county, whatever's bigger than county? I'm not sure there's anything bigger than county. But Region? What, not around here. Not around here. Zip code? So that's good, because what you're doing is you're you're introducing some other, like, facets or dimensions of the decision process right it's that i've i may feel something internally and then now i'm I'm asking questions to qualify it like does this yeah i have this feeling and now let me check it does it does it help others is, is it showing love to others there's some criteria right right is it good for my family in a in a holi- in, in a way that right i think we can christians especially can be because we look we think god has a master plan for our life yeah. And, and maybe he does. I, I'm going to leave open for that. But I tend to think that um, we can get paralysis by analysis mm-hmm. and second guessing the big decisions in life as opposed to you You have a built-in thing, a drive for something, whatever that adventure is. Um, yeah. It, it might have been that's, that's what you have. Go with that and just m- cultivate a kingdom mentality around that. So I think that there's definitely... It maybe in my mind it's easier to separate two things. Uh, I actually don't think that God cares that much about the difference between do you, God should I? Uh, I'll give an example. God should I take this great job or that great job? I don't I actually don't think he, no. care, he cares that much, Mm-mm. right? So that, maybe, maybe, but let's uh, just go with it. Uh, well, I don't know why. At, at some point, because it could be people specific cir- circumstances within those that could. Let's say each one is yeah. identical. We've created They're exactly per- the same people with the same problems that you could. They each help. scored an eighty-seven of goodness in the yeah. goodness scale. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and if, each one. If if you are, if all things being equal, yeah, sure. Well, but uh, there could. Be, I'm just saying that there could be a specific reason um, that. God would have you go to one over the other. Like there's compatibility. Okay, so here's the problem with that because now that walks you down a tightrope of, oh no, now in my life I made the wrong decision. I prevented God's will from happening. I was going to bring that up. Well, well, maybe, 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 but 
That is the implication of that. Is that there's one there's God's one that will always be the better decision, and well, I think sure, sometimes, sure, yeah, maybe. That's well, there not will true. there will always there will whether whether God's involved or not, there will, you, you can you can go to two great jobs, yeah, and one will be better than the other. There, there's either way. What if it's imperceptible? Does it even matter? Well, I mean, it, that's that. That's why you're implying a little bit, right? Underneath. Well, no, I'm so, well, you, you'd have to imply that to go along with your hypothetical here. But I'm saying, I'm saying that in reality, you will perceive that one is better than the other, because that, that it's just going to be the way. You might your boss is you're which is just different like, than one actually being different than the other, which leads to the potential. The the warning and the caveat to all this is, is these things can be adventure can become an idol. Jeff, come back, circle back, wake up. No, I'm thinking uh, like we make God pretty small if we think, oh, I chose my, this, and now God can't do anything there. Well, no, he, but that's but that's that's where I, that's why that's why I think I'm pushing back. So that it's it's so even even if we make let's just say the wrong decision, mm-hmm. God can still use us. Or, Always, or, 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 yeah. It's so, yeah. so it's not. It's not that if if you don't make the perfect decision every time, then oh, you're outside of God's will. Yeah. There's you. There's still something there for you, and I think that goes back to Zach's point. That I think I think Zach in general would say, "Hey, no matter where you are, Maybe we you're could ask lo- him. Wish we could ask him. No, <laughs> no, he's talked too much. Zach in general would say, Zach, you. I'm trying. I'm trying to put this in, 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 but because I think I think it's good. So I, 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 yeah, I agree with Zach on this. No, go ahead. Yeah, keep talking. Just slow down so you can agree with me. Slower and louder. uh, uh, (laughs) (laughs) Is that yeah? Wherever you are, it's love God, love neighbor. That's uh, absolutely yeah. Yeah, but that does not preclude or say that you that God can't guide you to a. Specific thing, even even very specific. Yeah, that wasn't the question I was raising. Over now. one company, over another, I even think, though they're both really. So good. Scott, can can we add to this? No, I, let's just go back to Andy's question. I, I'm 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 thinking none of us would actually preclude the ability of God doing that type of thing. I just think oftentimes it's very hard to define for us Earthlings, and so it it, it is something. There's like a little bit of mystery there and like sure. how God's actually doing these things. It's similar to the... It just sounds like I'm that's what you're that. saying. <laughs> but this is similar to the soulmate conversation. Yeah, I yeah, know. That's what I and this too. is where, right. what I'm worried about. The, the potential idolatry of this is, I mean, there's been marriages that are broken now and, and don't exist because the belief of a plan that God had for a specific person. And, yeah. and when that, when you get it in your head that, Oh, maybe God's plan wasn't for this. And I was mistaken. It's for something else, and then they they neglect the things and the hard work and the boots on the ground stuff we got to do to make relationships work. No matter how connected you are, it's a lot of work. And then you neglect that, and your relationship goes in the shitter. Yeah. And hopefully, we can just keep using this poop theme to <laughs> and, keep and going. And even <laughs> then, in those decisions, and it stinks. And even then, in those decisions, wow. God still working in our lives yeah. so it doesn't really matter the job that you end up taking it's god is going to be doing work it might be on you or it might be through you for other people you're right you just don't know i think i i think i guess it's a little light bulb moment for me like god can still work i leave that i think i must just leave that to god as opposed to 
I definitely want to avoid getting caught in the weeds of those God details because I've seen too much paralysis by analysis in my own life and other people. And so I definitely leave that space for that. You know, maybe that's part of trust, like trusting that God's doing it. But from my perspective, you know, I don't, if you want, you, you don't pray and ask God to to take away your cavities. You brush your teeth. Like, and I think much of life is those simple things. Even the big decisions are actually that simple, but we make them so much bigger and right. can mm-hmm. paralyze ourselves. Yeah. The thing that I've been thinking about this whole time is there's, there for me, I think there's four dimensions that go into kind of defining what it feels like, what seems like God's intention is in a given area. And it, and it can involve, uh, an emotional aspect. I feel like God is inspiring me towards something. Um, it can be followed up with, uh, talking to others, bouncing that feeling off of others. I think God definitely speaks to me through other people. I think, uh, I also see, does this make sense in the Bible? Is this way outside of what the Bible has been showing me? And then, and then prayer is the last kind of aspect of that, of me looking through that. Do I do that for every single moment of inspiration? Like there's no way (laughs) it's not achievable, but for really big things, for really important things, am I going to move somewhere? Am I going to take a new job? Um, the, you know, whatever the, am I going to be an overseer at, at a church? Those are all areas that I look to because, um, and I think I've heard it in different forms here, but like, it seems like we all have sort of a healthy distrust maybe for our emotions at some level, right? Like, our own thoughts. I would say is, three right. out of four of us. <laughs> yeah, speak is, for yourself. Is that, <laughs> uh, let me walk that back. We should all have a healthy district. <laughs> but was that was that the Holy Spirit or Taco Bell? <laughs> right at the end of the day, how do how do I know? How can I differentiate? And I did have Taco Bell the night before the dream. Oh my oh. god! <laughs> Taco Bell always wrecks me. I knew we'd just come full circle. Keep going, Andy. Just for the permanent record out there on the internet, Taco <laughs> Bell always wrecks me. It's but always worth it though. As Go a ahead, Andy. former Taco Bell employee, <laughs> you're not the first person I've heard. <laughs> Double decker tacos. <laughs> Double explanation. <laughs> yeah, who needs Pfizer when you got Taco Bell? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so I think that uh, I think for the big stuff, usually there's there's connection and, and agreement in all those different areas. I'm not br- bringing that thought or that idea to someone that I know and trust and respect, and they're coming back and we're like, oh, I don't know. That sounds like a terrible idea. Did you ever think about that? And and then also like. In, in prayer too, um, which is maybe a little harder to quantify, but in prayer it seems like um, audible or not, I'm not I'm not getting a strong no in in those areas. And then again in in the Bible, if I'm going to the Bible after the fact or just gleaning what I've already read, does it all does all this stuff seem to kind of line up? And understanding that nothing's going to be perfect, it's not a it's not a formula, it's not a scientific process, but mm-hmm. it's these are ways to f- try to, for me to try to figure out uh, am I am I trying to enact and react to God's will in my life? Yeah, and and I I, I like that, and it kind of goes back to something that Zach was that that, that Zach was saying. Um, so even um, with the yes, um, well. Going back to what Zach, so I know Zach likes to be like Jamal every once in a while. 
Um, I'm a poo pooer, <laughs> but I, I I think it's important to speak in such a way that does not lead to thinking or implying that whatever our thoughts or feelings are is the direction God is leading us in. Right. Because yeah. that would be, that that would be an incredible, incredibly I, terrible. I, I totally failure. agree with you. I think I maybe just got lost a little bit. I'm trying to do. I feel like I'm trying to move towards the opposite, where everything God. Maybe Jeff, I want to bring you in because I know you feel no, 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 you're no, a little no, more no, emotional. No, 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 don't do that, Zach. Don't your bring con- Jeff in. Your emotions are connected in a way. When you hear God to you, it's like super clear. In mm-hmm. and. and I think that's a little different than where, where I'm at, where it's anything you feel like you hear from God is getting filtered through your cultural and emotional uh, and intellectual lens, and it can't not be. And so sometimes that stuff gets in the way more than other times, but you always have to be aware of that and check yourself to and test it. Kind of like Paul says, test everything, cling on to what's yeah. good. Not to yeah. Paul, but I would disagree with everything you just said. Okay, then Jeff, go for it. <laughs> Um, I don't think there's a, a testing. I, I think I, the emotional, the emotional quality that I was, I was born with this emotional quality in that I, I feel a lot more instead of, you know, there's the analyzing part and I'm, and doing things a certain way, but that's not me. And I don't mean doing things a certain way. Like, you know, I mean the sitting and doing like logistical things to kind of lay out my life and, and, and organize things. I don't do that. I'm like, when I'm running, I hear God the most. And, and I don't know what it is. Through the wheezing? There's something. God's telling me to stop running. There's something there. Hey, you know what? I got a big fat ego that pops up every once in a while. And when I'm running, it's like, I can do five miles and then I'll post this and people will see that I ran this fast and then I'm good. And, and I, I, you know, I started stopping and like, if I felt like I need to write something down or I need to send a message to somebody, then that's what I did. And at the same time, I'm battling with, you need to, you know, run, a certain pace to, you know, make it look good and, you know, fulfill like this, you know, a full five miles or eight miles or whatever it might be. And so the clarity that I get when I'm hearing from God, I hear God through numbers. I hear God in when I'm running. Um, and, and when I'm just have time by myself, but out, but outside of that, you know, it's just, I'm then leading my life based off those moments uh, of clarity. And and it's great clarity. And it's not something where I'm like, God, is that you? I mean, every once in a while I've asked that, mm-hmm. but, but not to like, I, I just, I hear it and I know it and you, I move you're forward. You're more of an intuitive person. But does that, has yeah. that ever been not, off? When I don't, has no, it been off for you? Never. And when I don't follow it, I get crushed in life. Really? I, mm, so every time you followed it, it's it's been the right thing. Absolutely. You've never been wrong. God has never been wrong. <laughs> and so when you speak for God, Sorry. you've never been. I'm trying. Hey, with all due respect, Jeff, I like how I disagree I with love, everything you just I love, said. 
I love how you could have. I say with all due respect. <laughs> it doesn't no. mean you could say anything you want. It does. It does mean. That's what it means. <laughs> I I would like to read this last part from the the Mark Batterson. He said, "I'm a pastor, so I eat and breathe the church." But I think. What happens in a lot of churches is what we try to tame people in the name of Christ. What we end up with is a very domesticated kind of experience with God, but but when I read the Gospels, it was very uncivilized and undomesticated. Mm. What I would like to think is that Jesus didn't just die to keep us safe. He died to make us dangerous. When I pronounce a benediction at the end of our services, I would like to think that I am releasing dangerous people back into their natural habitat to wreak havoc on the enemy. And his book, Wild Goose Chase, is really a book about unleashing people to really experience the true reality of what the Holy Spirit wants to do in our lives. I truly connect with that, that the Holy Spirit is leading me. When I don't listen, I'm down the wrong path. And when I listen, even though it's scary sometimes, and I feel insecure and anxious or like, I don't know mm-hmm. about this, if I go, great things, great things happen. And yeah, just feels... It feels right, and I know I'm with God in it, or God's in it with me. I like that, Jeff. Um, Thanks, Zach. And I'm, this is not a counter; it's just a different thing. It, the it, it's uh, it's back to a little bit of the danger of these some of these Bible stories. When we look for examples of how God's moving, is there's a tendency to look for the great, the excellent, the extraordinary, the the David and Goliath moments, uh, the Abraham moments, the uh, Aaron moments, other people from the Bible moments that I could mention, but there's just so many I'm not going to. But And then you forget that 99.99999% of the population of all these Bible stories were doing the mundane, had boring existence, maybe had terrible existence, and yet they were equal image bearers of God that, and, and we forget about them because their stories aren't recorded. Mm. And so if we're so focused on the adventure, the adventure can become an idol and, and you can miss, you might be in a cubicle, but if you can shift your perspective, that can be your adventure and that might be your adventure and no you doubt. can crush it and you can provide for your family and provide for people yeah. around you and be a light and an image bearing ambassador totally. f- for Christ. And I think that stuff can be missed in totally all this big talk. I totally agree. And I don't mean like, you know, I'm going not to countering you. No, I no, no, I realize that. And I, I agree with some of the retreats we've gone on, like John Eldridge, it is this, right. This call to adventure. And I don't think he's saying but you he, got to leave your desk job. Right. It just depends on who you are, and it's going to change based on different but things. I, that stuff, I think, is based on sort of a, a neutering of who. Mm, it's the other side the of the pendulum. Might, might have right. uh, have per- portrayed Jesus to be. It's the other side yeah. of the pendulum. A gentle Jesus, right. exactly. Uh, you know, mild and meek, right. and that's and that's the part that I think there's there's pushback against. I have which, a gentle Jesus doll that you can feed and. <laughs> It doesn't. It doesn't poop. But no, but, seriously, I didn't even think that. Think Jesus you know, before I really yeah. knew what was in the Bible, I just thought the Bible was just oh, the nice stories. Yeah, but <laughs> quite you know the what, contrary. What that your that passage at the end you reminded me of was in the first when I read it as a kid, the first Chronicles of Narnia book. Mm-hmm. What is the first one called? 
the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe. <laughs> the chronicles cool, of Narnia. Cool. Chronic. Oh, I think that's a cool Snoop Dogg album. But do you remember that there's a there's a point in there where she asks? Uh, they're finding out about Aslan, and they mm-hmm. and she says, "Is he a tame lion?" And mm-hmm. the guy responds, "He's like, no, mm-hmm. like, not at all. But he's good, right?" But uh, that popped in my head when you described that, which is it's speaking to the character of God that God is not a boring God, right? That he he is adventurous, is interesting, is multifaceted, or she, or she, or both. <laughs> the thou <laughs> that that uh, Zim that that's the we get to encounter that God and that there's, there's a piece of that, that will, that's we're, we're in. Right. I don't know what the word is that I'm going to say. I was going to say injected with, but that feels like a weird word to use there. Injected. But you, you catch what I'm saying is that, <laughs> yeah. the, that we will take part in believing in that God and having, and being filled. Our and inspired, souls are filled with that. Inspired by an adventurous yes. God. Yeah. So I, it's Book coming out in the it's, fall. And so like, like what Jeff you know, the, thirteen the, syllables. The extreme so far. of the of the um, the uh, 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 of the adventurous aspect, and like was saying, is that the mundane of probably most people is that it's yes and both that uh, you could be someone who goes to work and you're just you're just a contributor to a limited capacity, or you could be like Jonah who's running away from God, and God says, "Nope, you're gonna." Go and get swallowed by a fish, and and do this, and and Paul Paul says that if you seek to live a godly life in Christ, you will be persecuted. That, I disagree with Paul. That, no, I don't know what to believe. So that goes that goes back to what I was saying earlier: is that these people who were living with Jesus, who Jesus revealed Himself to, they were given authority to declare doctrine. I don't want to put myself in the position to dis- to disagree with them because I would assume that they would know more than me. But I'll I'll leave you to that. But but that if that when if we actually if I let me just say if I actually gave my life to Jesus completely, would I be bored? P- probably not. I would say no. I would not be bored whatever I was doing cuz I would either be enjoying the live, living in the you know the holy spirit indwelling yeah. me completely yeah. like living through me or i'd be persecuted and wouldn't have time for to be bored there 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 would be it wouldn't be me like i am now sitting in a cubicle um cuz that's what i do Slowly uh, dying, slowly killing myself by sitting on my butt for eight hours a day. Which according to new smoking, according to the earning C- promotions every six months, according to the piling up vacation hours, they can tool around in your awesome home. That's that's hoarding PTO. That's that is true. <laughs> it is true. I don't think I can only hoard so much PTO, but is that it's a, a lot. It's quite a bit. It's quite a bit. I, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, <laughs> I'm so lost on PTOs. But I still, I still bit, feel... Is that Bitcoin? Paid Are you hoarding PTO Bitcoin? The people's... Dude, PTO is having... PTO and OP... OPP? Thank you. What is it? Initial public offering. 
IPO. It would have been awesome, guys. Trust me. I took yeah. PTO on the IPO. <laughs> that's, that's just a pay, so I, pay time off. Pay time I, off. It's I your think, vacation days. I think there's a combination. There's and, and if I could just just end with, um, so um, the uh, oh, uh, shoot, what's his name? God, Joel Osteen. No. Oh my gosh. Um, his son. Shut up, Scott. Donald Trump Jr. No, no his son had a DUI. George I Bush, want to clarify no. because I'm the clarifier. That was that was George Bush at the DUI. Well, well, guess, okay, so that would George be, W. Bush. So that would be George Bush's son, I guess. Okay, sure. No, um, pastor. Pastor the Reverend. Do you? Oh, the big church. Doctor. Big ah. church has an alcohol problem. Lost his flock. No, not him. Not Jolst- him. Not, Jolstein. Not not the New York guy. Ah, oh, not not Al Morler. He's a, he's a Calvinist. Oh, good night. Piper. Oh my gosh. Piper? No, no, no. He, he he it was him. He was the popular one, and then his son. Remember, his son had a DUI. Are you talking about the righteous gemstones? The son, his son had a DUI with a kid in the car. Shoot. That's just stupid. <sighs> hey, go ahead and Google that audience. You'll figure it out. <sighs> Dang it. What was the point? This assuming. Anyway, you know, so so. So I'll, I'll remember it towards the end. But th- anyway, this guy, he's, you know, everyone considers him a really, you know, I keep hitting my mic. What's tripping you up, everybody? Yeah. A- everyone considers him like a really, I mean, he's, he, he, this guy. Oh, R.C. Sproul. R.C. Sproul. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. And good. his son's good. name. R.C. Sproul fi- Jr. Our, we're pointing at each other. Our <laughs> fingers going to touch? I said, touch my finger. That's a Sixteen Chapel moment. Yes. Yes. Sorry. And God forgives you, R.C. Sproul Jr. But R.C. Sproul, he tells a story about how he was he was a professor or something at a at a college, and all of a sudden he gets this opportunity to go to to go to another college. So he's like praying, like, "Hey, um, God, you know what should I do? This, this where I am is great. I I'm impacting people. This other college it seems like a good opportunity." Well, over the course of like a a few days or a week, he gets out of the blue calls from people saying, Hey, I just feel like God was telling me to call you or to con, you know, to contact you and say, Hey, you know, this, you should, you should do this new thing. And he gets a few of those from people that are not like talking to each other. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, the only way he can interpret that is like, these people aren't contacting each other. I have this opportunity and they're saying, yeah, hey, this God, God, I mean, God's saying you should do this. So he does Plus it. his framework of God literally has a blueprint. Keep going. Well, it's not, it's not necessary. So, okay. So for Sproul, maybe Sproul is a Calvinist, but I don't think that Sproul is a hyper Calvinist. Um, but I don't, I don't think that a blueprint framework necessarily yeah, just keep going because sproul at another time don't he, let me divert you no, keep well going. no no I, but i think that's good because sproul at another time tells a story about something that andy was saying earlier um and maybe i think was in the story was that um there was a student that went to sproul that said that they came back uh or the, this guy didn't shave and came into sproul's office and sproul's like hey how come he didn't shave and this guy's like well i you know i prayed to the holy spirit and the holy spirit didn't tell me to shave and sproul's like dude what are you doing? That's these are principles that you live by. Yeah, uh, you, you don't you don't need the Holy Spirit to tell you to shave. Of course, this is that you know this is the olden days where people used to people shave. People used to shave all the time. <laughs> um, 
a four dollar so, shake tub. So it's not necessarily the blue in Sproul's case. I'm not sure. I would just I I'm not quite sure that I got it's, you, but that's not what you were talking about. Yeah, keep going. But anyway, he he goes to this new thing because he got the, he got multiple confirmations f- from God, and he said he was miserable. He he said it was the worst few years of his life. Hmm. Um, now I don't know how to take that, and so I'm just saying this from me as I am I am not sure as to what God's voice absolutely is mm-hmm. in my life. Uh, Scott, this is your father. <laughs> Pasha. Um, so I, I want to be careful with what I say is or is not God's voice. Because That's good. The, yeah, the example that we have is that God does speak to people, whether it's audibly yeah. in front of the whole nation or it's that still small voice. Like I, I forget who it was, Elijah or someone. It's not in the whirlwind. It's not in the yeah hurricane. It's that that was that still small voice. But it, it whatever that means. You're saying it can be tested and it should still stand up. Whatever you heard. Meaning you can go and check it on other sources, whatever those other sources are. Well, not, not necessarily what I've heard specifically, but there's something that I need to investigate within myself as to whether I'm acting on my emotions or my whims or desires. How can you check that within separately? yourself? Well, I, there, there's a, there's, excuse me. That's like, sneeze. isn't that great in your own test? Not necessary. Not Wait for it. Wait. Dude, I don't have a button for that, so just lean away. Oh man, there's nothing worse than it's a lost sneeze. It, it'll, it'll, it'll. I know. The market's got to make it for that eventually. But, um. So normally, we, yes, there is a problem with creating your own test. However, in ourselves, we have these two dueling things that Paul describes. That we have on the one hand, we are I want to we do are the professing. Right yeah, we're professing God with our lips, but. But we're doing something else. There's so there's there's this contradiction within ourselves. Yeah. So. And 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 no one else can do that. It for wasn't us. me, baby. It was my flesh. <laughs> yeah. It, it, but um. But we should definitely seek counsel from other people. Yeah. But it but it is it is a a conflict that we are constantly facing. Like is this is how this you, God's we, voice we, or my how do you voice? Avoid, you, how do you avoid confirmation bias? Is what it comes down to. It's I'm, tough. I'm going to see tough. the things that I want to see. Oh, my gosh. I just got a yellow car. You guys notice that there's yellow cars everywhere. Because yeah. now you're looking for yellow cars. Yeah. yeah. Well, I would I would just, I guess, what's the alternative? Well, that's what I was trying to allude red, to is that, red is that I'm going to other sources outside of me. Hey, I think this is what's happening. Does that... Does that make sense to you too? Am I crazy? Are there lots of other yellow cars out here? And the Bible's like, no, nope, there's seven yellow cars total. You're crazy. Yeah. Or people are like, no, nope, there's maybe maybe five that well, are left. I think you didn't say six. No, I was careful. I chose six. The biblical number of yellow cars. Six. Yeah. Six. Six. Huh? Six. No, that's good. No, you, you know should, what to believe. You should. You should seek counsel from others. Yeah, yeah we got that. We got that. Yeah. Jeff that. is resting his phone on his mic and his shoulder at the same time. I'm just waiting for something. Oh. <laughs> he, he is hoping for a no- notification to interrupt this flow. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, we're landing. We're crashing, like we said before. 
But I, real quick, I want to clarify when I said I disagree with Paul. It, it was more um, some readings of Paul when you should look for persecution. I think Christians feeling like they are they're not doing the Lord's work unless they're being persecuted has le- led to Christians acting like assholes in a lot of ways. But that's not disagreeing with and Paul. No, it's not. In Paul's context, you would, if you were living like Christ and being an ambassador for Christ, you would experience persecution under that regime in that specific context. But in the context we are now, where the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed expanding, that's what I believe it's doing. By definition, you will have you might have pockets where there's more kingdom activity than not. Therefore, you would experience less persecution mm-hmm. than more, and that is a possibility. So don't go, don't be, get a persecution complex because there's so many Christians that have it, especially in America, and they they act like assholes. They're not assholes; they're image bearers too. But don't go chasing <laughs> persecution. Thank you. Yeah, that so, was the yeah. original and, title for that. And so song that's from a good. TLC. That's a good clarification. You're not disagreeing with Paul, but even even in our current context of living in Southern Orange, I'm County, not saying it's not possible, uh, Scott. God, we're done. It's so hot. I. It's just yeah. Jeff, give us Benedict us. It was milk. What's was going a bad on? Idea. Final thoughts. Oh, and get the ready with that score. feedback jingle. Shoot. Wait, are you doing something? Not no, yet. I'm getting ready, though. I checked out. I'm so sorry. No, nah, man. I had to go to the restroom. No, nah, man. Okay, man. You started this. No, uh, I, I did. Jeff. I did. And it's really more so along the lines of adventure and is our adventure something we're chasing on our own or is it something that we're chasing and God, we know God's in it with us. And it's a huge difference. But I wonder if people feel the impact in the end of the you were chasing after something and then you get to it and there's it's it, it doesn't last forever and it's gone um and it's kind of like buying a new car and then that car is not new anymore and um it's like is god in things with you and that's really the question that i wanted to pose to you guys and to people out there is to really think about it and reflect on it because I think that impact is is far and wide. You could be sitting in a cubicle and you're like, I'm here to just do this job, but connect with people and go the extra mile or whatever it might be. And who knows? It leads to conversations, which could lead to somebody coming to Jesus. and Or at least you bring people in that are lost. Even if they never come to Christ, they, they feel that from believers if they're really living it out so that's my hope that's my hope for for all y'alls out there and and you three great men we don't have a whole lot (laughs) whose dog is that uh, it's just something on the internet. I <laughs> threw a dog in there for that. <laughs> no attribution. It's an unattributed dog. Oh man! What was the search term for that? I don't remember. It's probably just like dog bark free. <laughs> dog bark free. Uh, it was that or a fart noise. Yeah. But we we did get an email on the old dog new tricks episode. 
and I believe that was uh, Scott, me, and Matt. Think that's that one? Think Jeff was gone? Sure. But regardless, she sent. I got an email from a ginger. It just says ginger, <laughs> so I'm like, this is spam. But it has old dog new tricks. Tricks. It said, just starting to listen to you fellows. On the subject of towing, I remembered this clip because we talked an odd. Towing. <laughs> we talked about towing for a long time. We were like, dude, this was never. Like, no one's gonna be interested uh, in this. She sent me a YouTube the, clip. I like the tow. The tow community is huge. What? What? But she sent me. A, there's a YouTube clip in this email. The name is Ginger. I'm like, this has got to be spam mm-hmm. or a virus. But mm-hmm. I clicked on it anyway. It mm-hmm. was a literal YouTube clip. Of like a little Lego toy on a ramp. It was like a towing demonstration about how if you add a little bit of <laughs> oh weight gosh. in the wrong place. Oh, to the front? Yeah, to the front. Is it a Mustang? Versus the back. No, it's a little mini truck on a little <sighs> mini treadmill. And they'd put weight in the wrong spot and they'd bump it a little bit and it would go out of control. Then they put the little weight in the right spot and they'd bump it and it would stabilize. Mm. It was literally... A, tro- a towing demonstration video from Ginger. Uh, I've so seen... whoever you are, Ginger, th- thanks. Yeah, thank you. Hey. No, I've seen. <laughs> it's I've... a metaphor for faith. I've seen. I've seen it a was video. My girlfriend. I've seen a video like similar to that that had a Mustang on, but it's just because it, whatever the vehicle is on. I mean, it's a demonstration. Sounds like we need more tow talk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's a, it's a Mustang, and they do the same thing. And so they're saying, look, you. you because some people say, what well, to, to distribute the weight away from the, the tongue weight off of the trailer hitch that's on, you know, on your truck. Got, yeah. Toe talk, toe talk. Toe talk. Toe talk. It's time toe talk. Toe talk. So, P.S. Winkle is totally awesome podcast. No, that was your cue, Scott. We're done, man. I'm just saying, along with that, don't put all the weight in the back. Behind the axles, because I'll take it in the back end. Exactly. <laughs> don't be like Jeff. Don't don't take it in the back end. Put that in the front end. <laughs> oh my gosh! Shut up, Scott. <laughs> All right. Hey, that's a reminder too. Um, let's get uh, po- Apple Podcasts. <laughs> the uh, rate uh, and review. You know, guys, words and stuff. Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. BrosBiblesBeer.com. Bros Bibles beer on all the socials. Tell us how much you like the toe talk or the God talk or the poop talk. We'll take all of it. Oh, and by the way, hey, last episode we we had the uh, poll. We did go over 10,000, so we're just so thankful that you got involved. <laughs> I think we were like, what were we like? What was the percentage? Was it 80, 20, or 70? 2% oh, yeah. of our last poll was, it was. What was the poll? The yes, the question, the yes the answer question. was zero. Do the question, though. What's the question again? Yeah, what was that question? The poll. All right, well, while he's looking that up, I'll just do a disclaimer that anyone who's looking to tow anything, please consult your <laughs> local <laughs> expert. Rose Bows and Beer is not toe responsible talk, for any towing oh, advice. Is deconstruction the same as falling away from faith in Jesus? Mm-hmm. 2% yes, 77% no. 21% sometimes. Thank you. Final benedictions, anybody? Go for it. Guys, I appreciate you, and I love to argue with you. That's so. clear. All right. Keep it simple, Scott. You're not sure about what God's telling you? Keep it simple. I have a question for you guys. I forget it. <laughs>
things. Well, there, I could move to any state. I could move. I could move to Nevada. I could Scott. move to Albuquerque. I could move to Idaho. I could move to Hawaii. I could move to Afghan. Okay, I'm, sure, I'm pretty sure God's not calling me to move yeah, to but Afghanistan. Back, but but back, he could. Aloha. Yeah, but he could. But back to that. They said that my son's testicles look like the Vishla's testicles. So I'm not exactly sure what to do with that. You plug those in? Like what? You know, forget about what it. We'll, we'll edit that out. Yeah, he's got the he's got the supercharger for his Vishla. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which son? Which testicle? Which Vishla? <laughs> I don't think I was on. I don't think I'm on. Yeah, you're on. Uh, yeah. I'm on. It's yeah. good. <laughs> you say a lot. Luder me in this. <laughs> All right. Allah. Allah. Allah.